There it is. And there you have it. You got a full, full screen of Noodlebergs. A lot of Noodlebergs happening here. What's going on here, Shea Money holding it down in the headquarters back in Florida. Shea Money. We are in Cincinnati. In the natty. And it's great to be back. It's a little chilly here. It's definitely cooler than it is in South Florida. But uh, it's great to be back. And we had a warm welcome from the Roar family and Jeremy. And it was just a great start to the trip. And excited for today. Yeah, the uh, I agree with you. There's such warm, great people. So eager to learn. You know, the methodology that we talk about all the time is if you don't want to be coached, no matter who's in front of you. You know, but when you're ready to absorb the information, man, oh, man, it's uh, so we had great conversation, great dialogue at the table last night. Uh, good morning, Neil Carter. Now, here's a cool story about Neil. Neil's been watching the huddle for a while. Neil um, ran into in the Internet world, Scott Garber. They get to talk and Scott says something about the huddle. He goes, yeah, that's my uncle, man. And then and Neil, Neil used to work for On the Ball. He's interned for On the Ball way back in the day. So uh, some crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. So, uh, you know, welcome to the huddle. Nice to see you. Nice to see everybody for a crisp fall Thursday morning. And good morning to D. Robinson. I, uh, I wish that we could see you while we were on this trip, but it's crazy that D knows Alvin that Cincinnati connection is strong and uh, great to be back in the city. So let's get to wait, 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 wait. Darren McKee is in the house. What is going on? I love, love it, it. Love it. Love it. Love having everybody in the huddle. Let's get to some morning wake up music and then we'll get back and we'll talk some more. Oh, there's so many people. Kelly Martin, good morning. Certainly miss uh, our talks together. Hope you're doing great. Love seeing your travels. So uh, shout out to Casey Della Pena too. That post yesterday about your daughter was fantastic. I loved it. Atta boy. A lot of LinkedIn work yesterday while we were traveling. But so for those of you who don't know where the roots of Cincinnati come from, Shay, show me the picture of us as Bearcats. So the roots of our times in Cincinnati, and little did we know in this picture, that was actually my last game as a coach at Cincinnati. But this is my first step away from Florida State, where I started to extend my coaching career, meeting new people, working in other programs, and developing. But So So wait a minute. i got to jump in here. So we land in Cincinnati. We're coming through the airport. And I had said something about, hey, we should – basically talk about WKRP in Cincinnati. Both of these knuckleheads look at me like, um, what is WKRP in Cincinnati? I'm going, are you kidding me? Les Nessman? You know, so thank you, Leslie, for uh, for bringing that up. That is Hall of Fame worthy, let me tell you, because uh, Howard Hessman was one of my favorite characters, Lonnie Anderson. That show was 
fantastic, yet these two guys know nothing about it. No, nothing about WKR. Skyline but what Chile, I do man, know man. about, and we're going to talk a lot about Cincinnati and the great stuff that started here, but today was really cool for me because it felt like a away game. It felt like traveling for football again where – you know, we got we got to be prepared for what we're going to do today. So we got up this morning early, got a workout in, got our stuff together, came down and it had Jake and I talking about what it what it meant to, you know, be on a road trip and how when you came down, you got a feel for the team on whether or not they were locked in, whether or not they had the right energy and the right focus and things felt right. So it's good to be back in Cincinnati. Look at Tony yeah. Opera, man. We had Grater's ice cream. So you last know night. I had to get my dad some Grater's ice cream <laughs> last night. Got the black raspberry chip because you have to, or, or the the chocolate raspberry uh, chunk because it's so oh, good. And so here's some other I felt like Kramer and you know Jerry. Some Jerry. other fun facts about Cincinnati. Okay, so companies founded in Cincinnati: Wendy's, KitchenAid. Airstream, Arby's, Bob Evans, Skyline, and Buffalo Wild Wings. So Skyline has chili in their name, and I'm going to probably disrespect everybody who comes from Cincinnati with this statement. Skyline chili is not chili, okay? For those of you who have never had it, it's spaghetti like a, and meat sauce. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, there's, like to me, chili is like chili, chunky right. and has vegetables in it, and it's like a – a chili, when you order Skyline Chili, they give you spaghetti noodles with meat sauce that has, like, cinnamon in it. So for those of you that have never had Skyline Chili. But if you look at that list, man, they know food. You know, they, people, Cincinnati, you know, knows how to eat, knows how to drink. Uh, we had a wonderful dinner last night. Um, yeah, really so top-notch. The Procter & Gamble is headquartered in Cincinnati, which – is part of the reason that the banks and the over the Rhine area is so great, which is one of the things I loved while I was living here. Um, you had a ton of young professionals that were hanging out there. It was really great. But so while it wasn't founded here, it was it's headquartered here. Some other companies that are headquartered here, Kroger, Macy's, Fifth Third Bank, American Financial, Western and Southern, and Cintas. So a lot happening in Cincinnati. I'm excited to be here in Cincinnati, and I'm excited for what we're going to do today yeah, look at with right. your Leslie's right. We, we land, and you're basically in Kentucky. Yeah, you <laughs> are. No, you land, at, you, you land in Covington, and then you drive across the bridge into Cincinnati, or you head over to Newport. So big fan here. And so I want to talk about this, Brian. The Big Red Machine, and we can have a little trivia question here. The Big Red Machine was the first professional baseball team in the history of baseball, right? So they were the first team to become professional. Do you know what their original name was? Wow. I don't even know that. So anybody who can give me. Is that me, in the show notes? It is in the show notes. I, I have that. it right uh, here. Uh-huh. And uh, it's similar to what they're known as today. So for anybody who can answer that question. But while we're waiting for the answer to that, we're here to do work with the Roar Agency. So Alvin Roar, Ross Roar, which are another father-son business duo that we're in. Jeremy, who was in the huddle yesterday, we had a great kickoff session, which just goes to the point of do do work. I do would have said red legs. That That's love. what I was going to say. Red legs is not, but it's so close. Wow. Great, great guest. Red stocking. Tony Hopper, the red stocking. So wow. they eventually dropped 
the the no, stockings, no, and no. now they're only He's known Kentucky, dude. That's as not Cincinnati. Fair. He lived here, man. <laughs> I love it. So let's talk a little bit about what we're here to do and what we're going to do with the Roar Agency today. Say again? Let's talk a little bit about what we're here to do and what we're going to do with the Roar Agency So, so um, th- this will talk about process. We got referred to Alvin through another client and great friend of ours, Jen Homer, who's here in, in Cincinnati. She said, hey, you should meet Steve. He's coaching me and my agency. The first call with um, Alvin was all about Cincinnati football. It was about the Bearcats. He's a big Bearcat fan. I, I jumped in and said, hey, I see you're a Bearcat fan. My son used to coach there. <laughs> Conversation just went. And he said to us last night, he goes, I was sold the minute you went there and didn't go right into, well, here's what we have to sell and here's what it costs. And, you know, and legitimately the first call, I never asked for anything, never told him anything. I said, the first thing I think we should do is you should have a conversation with my son. He said, that would be great. Boom. He had a conversation with Mark. Then he had a conversation with, with, with Jake. We never ever asked him for the business, the business, you know, and that, you know, that's a, one of those paradigm shifts that, you know, early in my career, people said, well, you got to ask for the business. You know, you're you're too slow at asking for the business. And I was like, I'm going to do it differently than everybody else. I'm going to wait until they ask me so I earn permission. And sure enough, last night at dinner, the conversation was so lively because he said, I feel like you guys are part of our team already. I haven't even done anything yet, but all the dialogue and everything we're doing, they're so vested that you know, we want to use this opportunity not to sell what we do, but to share with you there is a new process. Just go out there and keep laying the layers of the relationship on top of each other. It becomes harder and harder for someone to say no to you. They're going to really want to get involved. I use this analogy a lot. Gulliver's Travels, for those of you who are well-read, the way the Lilliputians got him to stay was they just kept wrapping rope around him, rope around him, all his whole body. And so it's really the same kind of layering that, that we talk about in relationship building. And we, so like we're here to ha- spend a whole morning with them talking about, you know, mo- first of all, what the sales environment is in today's world, what our modern business development process looks like, and then really diving deep on video and LinkedIn. But we didn't have to educate them about that process because they went through that process, right? Like my dad connected first, had the conversation with Alvin. You should talk to Mark. He follows up with a video and connects us. So then I followed up with a video to then set our own virtual coffee. Then the next thing was a group meeting. And even at the end of that meeting, Alvin was like, okay, so what are we going to do? How are we going to actually work together? Because we had spent the time having those conversations individually, having the conversations as a group, building that relationship and showing them what we did. Never did we have to say, well, here's our, you know, our itinerary or, or here's our, you know, our uh, agenda of what we teach and how we teach it. They lived it. They went through it and said, okay, you guys are drinking your own Kool-Aid. You're actually doing it. So we want to learn to do it the way you're doing he it. And so that's great. how he we got like here. Night, he was clapping. He goes, when, when you guys started clapping on the videos, he goes, I was, I was so jacked. So, you know, you know, people say to us all the time, they go, wow, it looks like you're having fun doing what you do. We are. 
let me tell you, we are because we enjoy the people that we're around. We were jacked up. I mean, Mark and I hadn't been on, you hadn't been on a business trip since the beginning of the pandemic. Right? I, it, before, actually. Before. I mean, even when I was working, when I got out of football, when I originally started, I mean, everything was local. I wasn't traveling, you know, I wasn't traveling since I got trained at ESPN to go to with Milwaukee. So it's really great to be back on the road to be here, to be in the setting and have a game day environment. But to celebrate Cincinnati just a little bit more, we're going to have a band who originated from Cincinnati give us our morning motivational music, and then we're going to talk about some really great content. Well, you know you make me want to kick my heels up and down, throw my hands up and down, throw my head back and down, come on now. so proud of tracy because you know <laughs> otis, otis my, my man, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right from from animal house so great great job but that is the isley brothers the isley brothers who hail from cincinnati ohio and, and um, uh, you know great music and, and uh, you know they were the predecessors to the ohio players yeah you know who's obviously from this area so uh, the isley brothers made great music some of my favorite stuff but uh you know, shout yeah. it out. Baby. So and stood the test of time, like Ronald Isley continued to go on and make modern R&B all the way through the 90s. I was listening to his music. All, I mean, still listening to his music. And he's done such a great job standing the test of time, just the way a movie has stood the test of time that we're going to talk about today. Because in today in history, remember the Titans debuted and Lord, did that movie give us a ton of content a ton of lessons and so to celebrate and the would movie have to show up on your top 10 three, three five yeah where does it live i mean it's so good and jake and i you know we we just watched it not too long ago and watched the whole thing through again and it's just so good you know what's coming you know the lines you know what's going to be said so we're going to show some of the movie and we are going to talk about some of the lessons and that's what we're going to do the huddle is better than a cuddle. Okay, Enric. I love it. Go, dude. I love Welcome it. aboard. Fantastic comment. So, Shay, show me the first clip from Remember the Titans, and then we're going to talk about it. Put your hand down. You smiling? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Ball's fun. Fun, sir. Fun, sir. It's fun. Yes. You sure? I think so. Now you're thinking. First you smile, then you think. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir, uh, 
Well, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by now. No, not it's now. not fun anymore. No. Not even a little bit. No. Make up your mind. No, no. Think. Since you're thinking, now go on. Think. No, is no. it fun? No, sir. No. No, sir. Absolutely not? Zero fun, sir. All right. Listen up. I'm Coach Boone. I'm going to tell you all about how much fun you're going to have this season. We leave for camp, Gettysburg College, August 15th, 7.29 a.m. If you report at 7.30, you will not be playing football this season. You will be watching. You will wear a jacket, shirt, and tie. If you don't have one, buy one. Can't afford one, then borrow one from your old man. If you don't have an old man, then find a drunk, trade him for his. So for the leaders in the group and for the people that are, are in charge of people, what he did there in setting the expectation and letting people know that here's the simple standard, right? It's not about how talented you are. It's not about anything that has to do with football. If you can't be on time, dress a certain way and do the things that are non-negotiables for us to be successful, those little details, you can't do that to start with. You're never going to make it on the field for us. You're never going to get the opportunity to play the game because those are the things that matter. It's the tiny details before you even get to the thing I'm going to ask you to do in playing the game. So uh, what, what I totally admire about it and love about it is that it was very clearly articulated and articulated in a way that there was, I'm not asking you, I'm not, you know, get looking for your opinion. Here is what it is, period, non-negotiable. You either get it or you don't. That's not my problem. Here's what we're going to do. And so while there was authority in his voice, it, you know, it wasn't mean. Doesn't have, authority doesn't need to be mean. And I think people get confused with that. Joe, uh, Joseph Gonzalez, great point. Set the tone. The tone is strong, disciplined, but not mean. Those two don't go together. It's matter of fact, right? It's, Correct. And, and that's what, you know, Nick Saban does a great job of is he sets the standard. He lets you know. Here are the things. It's not a secret. Here are the things you have to do in order to be successful in this program every day. And it has nothing to do with the results. It has everything to do with the daily behaviors. If you can't do these few things, simple, you're never going to get to the other place. And you make the decision. I don't decide. I'm the leader. I'm going to hold everybody accountable to the standard that we set. But you have to make the decision to do it and get there, which is an unbelievable lesson to be learned in the start of the movie. So many great comments, Sally, Lori, great. But D hits it on the head. Um, it's with love and care. You know, it's like, I care about you. I care about this team. That's why we have these rules. That's why we do what we do. And I want everybody to think about all of the people you communicate with because this goes to everybody. It goes to your kids, your spouse, your friends. You know, when you clearly articulate what you are willing to expect or accept, huh. your life changes. <laughs> there you go. So Christy talks about its discipline in the details, but we have to set the expectation for what those details are. If you don't communicate what details need to be paid attention to, and then don't continually evaluate and look at the details and coach the details, you get what you coach. So if you are only coaching results, you can't have somebody who's focused on details and focused on the doing because it's not the things that you're coaching.
Lori is a leader. She's in the healthcare system. You know, she's right. It's easier to respond. Coach Wanstad talked about that when he was on, you know, with this clear mind. I'm not, there's nothing cluttered. There's no, I don't need to figure it out. I need to do it. Execution. We talked about this today. This team that we're going to coach today, and there'll be, you know, a nice size room, you know, full of people. They not only are willing to learn, ready to learn, they're ready to execute. We, you said, you know, Jeremy's going to crush it. This guy, 40 years old, just so you know, sales professional, wildly respected. Ton of success. Already. Said, I want to get better. Yeah. And I want to do this thing. So once he learns, he's ready to put it into practice. So all of that from that one conversation was, here's the expectation. Get it out of your mind that you're going to get away with anything or that you need to think anything differently than here's the rules. You know, you don't show up in a shirt and tie, don't show up. I love it. So there's a ton of great content that we can share from the movie. Let's show the next scene and we'll probably end it there. All right, man, listen. I'm Gary. You're Julius. Let's get some particulars and just get this over with, all right? Particulars? Yeah. No matter what I tell you, you ain't gonna never know nothing about hey, me. Hey, listen. I ain't running any more of these three days, okay? Well, what I got to say, you really don't want to hear, because honesty ain't too high up on your people priority list, right? Honesty? You want honesty? All right, honestly, I think you're nothing. Nothing but a pure waste of God-given talent. You don't listen to nobody, man. Not even Doc or Boone. Shiver push on the line every time, man. You blow right past them. Push them, pull them, do something. You can't run over everybody in this league. And every time you do, you leave one of your teammates hanging out to dry. Me in particular. Why should I give a hoot about you? Huh? Or anybody else out there? You want to talk about a waste? You the captain, right? Right. Captain's supposed to be the leader, right? Right. You got a job? I have a you job. You been doing your job? I've been doing my job. Then why don't you tell your white buddies to block for Rev better? Because they have not blocked for him. Work for Plug Nickel, and you know it. Nobody plays. Yourself included. I'm supposed to wear myself out for the team? What team? No. No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look out for myself and I'm going to get mine. See, man, that's the worst attitude I ever heard. Attitude reflect leadership, Captain. Mike, drop. Boom. Attitude reflects leadership. So if you have talented people, if you're a talented person and you're not getting the most out of your organization, have the conversation. Leaders set the tone with their attitudes. Attitudes are contagious. Boom. And what are you doing to affect the people around you on a daily basis with your attitude. That is the lesson that I think we should leave it on. So uh, welcome, Dan uh, Kaufman, our buddy with the New York Jets. Welcome to the huddle. Been a bit, my friend. Great to see you. But the word that I take away from that clip and what stands head and shoulders above everything else is honesty. You know, don't sugarcoat it. The, give me the news, baby. Give me the news that I can use. You know, do it in a way where your delivery is empowering and it's caring. And it's, I mean, that conversation, they were at each other, but it was real. It was genuine. There was like, hey, man, what's the point of all of this? Where are we going? Attitude reflects leadership is all about 
honest leadership. So I, I agree it. with you, man. Fantastic show. Woo! Fantastic start to the day. Thank you for joining us in the Noodleberg Daily Huddle. We are off to get 1% better with the Roar Agency. And we'll be split screen again tomorrow. Baby. We will see you guys tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Come up, please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get this We've had a million, million nights just like this